You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuned in for a brand new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. Thank you so much for um, listening and tuning in. And if you are a returning listener, thank you for week after week, uh, you know, being a part of our podcast journey. Yes. And those of you watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching. Hit that subscribe button (laughs) (laughs) and um, you will be notified every week when we drop an episode and we drop a reaction video, whatever we're doing, you will be notified. Yeah, obviously, you know, obviously, obviously, yes, obviously you would want to subscribe, obviously notification because sometimes you forget maybe you're on vacation and you forgot it was Monday and you're like, oh, snap, I'm just chilling in my room. Let me go ahead and. You know, hit a little play on uh, this podcast or this video. Um, And yeah, it's the end of the summer, basically. There are people who have, depending on what country you're living in or what state you're in, have already started school, already back in like that fall, you know, um, scheduling for Mm -hmm. their lives. Um, Well, there's other people who are kind of, you know, depending on how you look at a little bit more lucky, have a couple more weeks left to their summer. Yeah. um, And it's it's, it flew by. It It flew by. I mean, I'm one of those people that has a few more weeks left of the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I don't want to say it's almost over, but it Uh is. Yeah, it, the, the, the leisure. I mean, for we have a we've few had this weeks. conversation before, but the people that have right. your type Haters. of schedule, um, listen, you have to remedy that. <laughs> <laughs> um the the people that have your time your type of schedule it's kind of like oh it's the the season really is changing for them because their work schedule changes the time they go to bed changes the time they have to wake up change all that other stuff and then for people like me who've been you know with the regular same schedule it's kind of like what changes is the weather the weather changes in your wardrobe because you know cardigan and sweater weather uh starts to you know creep in and stuff like that and if you're like me who loves the fall Mm -hmm. this is when things get fun and interesting yeah Um, so looking you know it's kind of sad summer's creeping out uh but fall is on its way and that is my favorite season so yeah same and i love the pump i mean summer's my favorite season but like i love fall Mm. um and everything pumpkin flavored is like number one for me. And they're already bringing it out like crazy. Yeah. What Supermarkets are bringing out like the pumpkin the, creamers like for the coffee, spice lattes the and spice all that. stuff, the maple, this maple, that it's, um, it's a little crazy. Yeah. And there, there are people that are really like super fans of that, that like stock up because they're like the all year pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. mochiato, latte, macchiato, macchiato yeah. whatever situation. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. You? I've definitely done that before. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, like with pumpkin flavored coffee. Yeah. Like I remember it was, you know, I think it was like right after Thanksgiving, beginning of December, I like bought like five of them. Really? And it lasted me till like the summer of the previous year. Yeah. This was around the pandemic. Really? Well, yeah. The more you know. Yeah. That, well, there are people that are like that. Um, and then there are people that are not normal. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's good. But today we're actually talking about something a little bit more 
serious, depending on how you want to take it. Um, it's a something that I came, apro- uh, came across on, on my social medias. Um, if you have a TikTok or an Instagram or Facebook or whatever, maybe you've seen this. Um, and this happens all like every couple of years, every couple of months, this trend resurfaces. Because I remember back in the MySpace days, um, there was a widget that, where you can do anonymous questions to people. Mm. Um, and you would like post an anonymous question and the person would answer the question and so forth like that. Um, Instagram had that for a minute and it kind of went away and then it like resurfaced again where people are now doing like this whole thing where here, click on this link, send me an anonymous question and I'll answer it. Um, and this post came from that. So someone had to ask someone on social media a question on Instagram anonymously about like God and like church and mm-hmm. like their whole like situation, like, you know, like name something that reminds you of the Lord type of a thing. Um, and they responded to that question, but then in their next post, they kind of jumped on, um, with kind of like what's really, what was really on their heart and why they answered the way that they answered in the previous post. Um, so I'm going to read that to you and then we'll take it from there. So this person said, let me just say no one in church ever talks about how difficult it is to continue a relationship with God when you're so angry at him. Because the assumption is that if you're a true Christian, you wouldn't get mad at God no matter what happens because everything has a purpose. So to experience any sort of anger or bitterness towards God because of something that happened to you results in judgment about how strong of a Christian you really were to begin with. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, there's a personal stance that's going on and then there's some truths about whether or not certain discussions are happening in our circles and, um, how people react to that. So just off of face value, what do you, what do you, what do you think? I mean, it's just the beginning. Let me just say no one in church ever talks about dot, 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 right? Yes. We, there's so many things we can put throw in there and throw in there right just this past week i was telling you about um you know some people i was talking to that listen to the podcast and one of the things that they mentioned you know about what they appreciate from the podcast is the fact that there are certain topics we bring up that aren't really spoken about right yes so again it's this idea that um you know people within the church Mm -hmm. you know have concerns they have you know questions they have you know uh worries or doubts about certain things and not all the time are those things being addressed right um so or addressed openly openly right or where they feel comfortable enough you know to ask or say those things so kudos Mm -hmm. to this individual for you know starting out that way but i think the idea of being angry with god and being Mm -hmm. mad with god and i love how they phrased it it's difficult to continue a relationship with him Mm -hmm. right when you're so angry at him Mm -hmm. and i have definitely heard those individuals who uh believe that Everything happens for a reason. You shouldn't be mad at God. You yes. shouldn't express that. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't. And they will say, well, that just goes to show how strong of a Christian they were. Mm. Or that just goes to show how serious they were about their mm-hmm. relationship with God. That this one thing happened and look, you know, they turned and they've said this and they are, you know, no, no longer a believer or, you know, they're mad and they're yeah. saying that they're mad at God. You know, because not all the time is it that an individual walks away from the faith. Mm-hmm. It could just be that they're expressing I'm I ha- I'm mad at God mm-hmm. and I have, you know, um, some thoughts regarding things that didn't work out or things that I feel that weren't fair. So 
I think, you know, this idea of you're not allowed to be mad at God, you're not allowed to question God, you're not allowed to feel these things. It's tough because as humans, these are emotions we feel. Yes. You know, I have definitely felt mad at God. Mm-hmm. I have definitely, you know, um, if you want to use the word angry, if you want to mm-hmm. use the word upset, you know, frustrated, discouraged, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, you know, where this can become, I guess you can say detrimental or where it can mm-hmm. become unhealthy is when you begin to live off of those feelings mm-hmm. and you begin to see everything through that lens and you begin to maybe connect with individuals who are in that same boat mm. and have the same thoughts and feelings. And when you kind of feed these emotions in any situation, when you feed anger, when you feed doubt constantly in different ways in your life, it's not going to bring you to a good ending point. You yeah. know what I mean? But to say that as a true Christian, you're never going to be angry at God. You're never going to question him. You're never going to doubt him. I don't think it's fair to say mm-hmm. that. And for an individual to basically judge someone else mm-hmm. and judge their commitment to God and how serious they were about it because they're going through a tough moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot that can be said, you know, there are different reasons as to why somebody may find themselves in a place where they're angry with God. Um, It could be that something happened in their life unexpectedly and they didn't like how that unfolded. Yeah. Um, It could be, you know, recently we were, uh, I was teaching the Sunday school class for a younger, uh, English adults class. Um, and we were speaking on the subject of Abraham and Isaac. Um, and one of the things uh, that we, that I focused on a little bit was the idea of how long did Abraham and Sarah had to wait yeah. for their promise, which was Isaac, uh, to be born. Um, and I put a PowerPoint and on that PowerPoint, it had uh, two of promises that God had like two promises that God had said over my life um, and the num and the length of time I've been waiting. Um, so if you don't know, Abraham and Sarah had to wait 25 years for this promise to come to be, which was their son, Isaac, whatever, whatever. Um, so then we went around the room speaking on promises that we were still waiting on and the idea of how long have you been waiting? Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was some people was like, oh, I've been waiting seven years. Some people have been waiting 15 years. Some people and it was, you know, they were they were big numbers. And I think that the, there are people that can find themselves angry with God in those type of situations where they have been promised time and time again by God, you know, by things that God has said to them or things that they have felt in their heart and all this other stuff um, of certain things that are to be or to happen. um, And they are looking at their life currently and they're looking at the calendar and they're seeing it's been five years. It's been seven years. It's been 10 years. It's been 20 years where it's like, Lord, you said this back in 1993 and I'm still waiting. Like what's good. Especially if you feel that if you're someone who has been giving their best, that doesn't mean you have been perfect. That means that you have like, Lord, I've been my best to be faithful. Lord, I've been my best to, you know, make sure I'm doing what I have to do. And I feel like you've left me high and dry. I can see that there are people that would be angry. And I think that this is an important subject because I think that immediately when someone thinks about someone who's angry with God, they go to visually someone who left the church. Mm-hmm. that's someone who left that's angry at God, someone who left the church without realizing that there is a population of people who are actively serving, who yeah. are actively leaders, who are actively preaching and teaching and singing, who are secretly angry at God because they're having a dialogue with God in private, in their prayers about Lord, I feel disappointed. Lord, I am angry. Lord, I am upset. And 
then when they come to a place, unfor- God forbid that they come to a place where then they decide they want to just leave everything is when people then think, oh, it happened today. And it's like, no, this person has been secretly dealing with this anger that they've had towards God. But because we don't facilitate an opportunity for people to express that or yeah. for people to find counseling in that situation, in that area, because that's such a taboo thing. We don't speak about how you can be angry at God, but still love God, mm-hmm. you know, that you could be angry with God, but then still believe he can do miracles, that you could be angry with God and still think he's powerful because that to other people, that doesn't make sense to me that makes sense because those are the places that i found myself in where i have been furious absolutely furious toward god while still believing that the thing that i'm waiting on he can do Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's the cliche response of you know this walk is not for you know the weak you know and it's one of those things where you are weak and you you know enter into relationship with God to be strengthened, to be empowered. But along the way, you know, there are going to be questions and doubts and they're going to be hurdles and obstacles, both mentally, maybe physically, spiritually, emotionally, that you are going to have to go through. You're going to have to get over. And then there are going to be things that you're going to have to endure. Yeah. You know what I mean? So being able to understand those things, like, you know, can I get over my anger with God? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I get over my bitterness with God? Yes. Will it take a week? Probably not. <laughs> you know, will it take a year? Maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could be longer. It could be less. It could, you know, I believe it really comes down to, again, the, your, your drive, your commitment, your passion, your love, your, you know, ability to recognize that, Although this is how I feel, God, and like you said, I have these feelings of anger. I have these feelings of bitterness. I'm upset at you. I still know you're God. Mm -hmm. I'm not fully agreeing with it. I'm not fully, you know, understanding why things happened. I don't really get it, but you're God, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think, unfortunately, the only way you can really deal with this is with God. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're angry at him. You're you, you have bitterness. You're upset. You're discouraged. The only way to really sort this out is with him, mm-hmm. you know, and it's funny because in human relationships here on Earth, right, we'll go through things with certain individuals and we're quick to go up to them. Some of us. Right. And let <laughs> them know like, hey, I'm, I feel this. Mm-hmm. You did this to me. This is what's happening. This is, you know, for the most part, some of us do that immediately. Mm-hmm. Right. While others may take a month, two, three, a year, two, three years, right? Mm-hmm. But hopefully, eventually, they get to the place where they talk to the individual, right? Yes. They begin to talk, they dialogue, and they express how they feel, how you know the individual made them feel, what they're going through, what they're thinking about, in hopes of getting to a resolution, mm-hmm. in hopes of resolving their issue, yeah. in hopes of feeling better and all of that. So now, when it comes to our relationship with God, I feel like a lot of times there are individuals who may feel these things and begin to put them in the back burner. And it's almost like they don't want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. They don't want to address it with him. And they just kind of go about their business as usual, mm-hmm. not addressing these issues with God. And it's funny because in the same way that you would go up to someone and say, man, what's wrong? You're treating me different. Or, you know, I feel like we're distanced lately, or I feel like, you know, we had this blowout and we need to talk about it with God. You're going to have to bring all of that with you and bring it to him. You're going to have to bring those feelings and emotions and talk it through with him, you know, and 
the same way in trying to resolve a conflict with an individual, they're going to be saying things that will probably get you mad and they mm. may not say anything and that may get you even more mad because mm. you're expressing yourself and they're just nodding their head or they're not saying much. You may feel those same things with God. Mm-hmm. And like anything, we want immediate responses. We want immediate reactions. We want immediate solutions. And at least in my experience, even in moments like this where I just have felt like, you know, I have been let down or I didn't like what God was doing or I just felt some type of way with him, you know, these solutions, responses, and peace didn't come overnight. Mm-hmm. It didn't come the first time I brought it to him. It didn't come the second time I prayed about it or the third. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that persistence that's needed mm-hmm. in order to address these things and not, you know, ignoring it and not, you know, just getting by with working and doing things and being busy and not addressing these feelings. Yeah. And I think that there are, you know, it gets tough. And I, and I, I, I mentioned this from time to time, especially for veter- veteran believers, <laughs> you know, people that have been in this walk, let's say your whole life, you grew up in church and all of that, uh, because you may find yourself in situations where you've already had those conversations. You already brought it to him at a 10 day fast. You yeah. already brought it to him at a vigil. You already went to the front crying, you know, Lord, you know, work in this area of my heart because I'm really upset about the situation. And unfortunately, there are times where the response is not, like you said, immediate. Yeah. The acknowledgement doesn't even happen mm-hmm. where there may be something where you're specifically like, Lord, this is the area, God, this is the area, Lord, talk to me, help me work with me in this specific area. And he'll talk to you about everything else. He'll use the most randomest thing to minister to your life about everything else except for that. And I think that that can cause frustration yeah. that can cause. Uh, and I say that, you know, for a veteran, because sometimes it's kind of like you're, you're listening to us. You may be a veteran who's listening to us. It's kind of like I've been there. I've done that. I'm upset. So I've taken the stance that I'm just going to stand here spiritually. I'm going to stand mm-hmm. in this one spot and I'm going to wait for God to do something because yeah. he already knows my heart. I've already done the 33 prayers. I've already done the fasting. I've already done the everything. And I'm just upset. And I think that, number one, I want to say that I acknowledge your feelings and I get it. And I think that if you think the best thing for you is to give yourself a little space where you're standing on uh, this hill that you're willing to die on, um, okay, but it's a very dangerous and tricky thing uh, to want to do. Because if what you're looking for, you're specifically looking for God to use X, Y, and Z or to speak to you in this way. Like, God, I want you to use, you know, the most randomest person, even though you're giving him specific details, uh, to speak to me in a specific way. But that's not the avenue which God is choosing to speak to you or work to you in that area. You're at a standstill. (laughs) Right. You're at a standstill where you've decided that you're going to stand on this hill waiting for God to minister to you or to work in your air in this specific area in a certain way when God is like, yeah, but I'm three blocks down waiting Mm -hmm. for you to catch up. Or, you know, that wasn't even in his plan or will for your life. So it's like, that's not even what's going to happen. Yep. You know? And again, it's being able to come to terms with that and Mm -hmm. peace with that. And I agree with what you're saying because I think a lot of times the individuals that say that like, so I'm just going to stand here Mm. and they're not standing um, in that place in the right way. Mm. It's a lot of times they're just not moving. Yeah. You know, so they stop praying. 
They stop talking to God. Mm-hmm. They stop believing. They stop trusting. Attitudes change. Perspectives change. They now don't believe anything. They mm-hmm. become skeptic. A skeptic, mm-hmm. you know, they become skeptical about things. They de- so again, it's how are you standing and waiting? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how are you processing these emotions and feelings? Yeah. Are you there, angry, bitter, and then it's almost like giving you a license or like a way for you to then do whatever you want to do because God, you haven't come through for me. Mm-hmm. Or is it like I'm a chill, but God. Like, I'm still waiting yeah. and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm not going here. I'm not going there. I'm not like, you know, not believing in you anymore, but I really need you to speak to me. So it's like, yeah. what do you do in that waiting period? You know, what are you doing yeah. as you stand and wait? And that's and, tough. And I think you need to be self-aware to know that I have been standing here for <laughs> this long. It ain't working. Right. So since I care because I still love God, because I still want better for my life, this um, method <laughs> that I tried to use is not working. So now I need to shift it. Yeah. So I feel like that's something that you need to be self-aware enough to do, which is like I've taken the stance and it's been four years. Mm-hmm. And I still go to church mm-hmm. and I still put up the appearance and I'm still responsible and I'm still doing what I got to do. But spiritually, God knows I'm still standing in this one spot. Mm-hmm. And if you're still doing that and it's been x amount of time and nothing has changed it's kind of like that method is not working so right. you're gonna have to um swallow your pride mm-hmm. you're gonna have to be like you know what i tried it my way it didn't work maybe i need to go back to basics yeah. and try all the other stuff that i said i've been trying for the last 20 years i'm gonna have to revisit all those things again and maybe i just need to do it at a degree that's different And it's hard because by that point of making that decision, you're already tired and exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So this is where I say this is not something that is for the weak, Mm -hmm. you know, because even in those moments where you feel weak, you recognize that there's someone who gives you strength to get up, Mm -hmm. you know, and strength to move forward. So it's almost like being able to pick yourself up from that place of anger and that place of not agreeing with God and bringing that to him and letting it go you may not get the answer Mm. you may not know why it happened you know Mm. i think of the biggest example that people may have like you know praying for healing or praying you know um that their sick dad or mom Mm. wouldn't pass or grandmother or son or Mm. daughter and then it happens and it's almost like god but i prayed and Mm. i asked you and i begged you and i'm a good person and you know that i don't ask you for a lot they were a good person and they were a good person and you know that they help people and they didn't deserve this and Mm. you know i don't deserve and we go down that path and then you know we are so mad and upset at god we want him to fix things we want him you may not get the answer as to why Mm -hmm. that happened Mm -hmm. you know and you have to be okay with that and that's the thing that i you know believe that a lot of people struggle with you know are in this they struggle with the idea of you have to be okay not knowing why Mm -hmm. you have to be okay not knowing when you have to be okay not knowing how god is going to do something Mm -hmm. you know Um, And at the same time, I know people who have been waiting on God. They're single. They've been waiting on God for years. Mm. And now they're at a point where it's almost like I'm okay being single. Mm. And they're like they almost lost Mm. all hope and they gave up. 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 So now they're just living their life and their perspective on, you know, this one thing in this Mm -hmm. one place of their life because they kind of gave up. You know, they may be okay with that decision, you know, but again, is it because it's just taking longer than expected? Is mm. it because God, you know, are there people that God put around you that maybe you're ignoring or mm. not thinking it could be them or not? You know what I mean? Like there's so many different 
things that can, you know, be the reason why you may still be in that place. Yeah. And you're just kind of throwing it on God. Like, you know, God, you didn't come through for me. So mm-hmm. I'm just accepting that this is how my life is going to be. This is where I'm at. And this is it. And this is it. Yeah. And I think that as, as people, as friend groups, as family, as churches, we need to be more welcoming with the idea of allowing people to feel comfortable to share that, you know, to say when they're feeling upset or when they're going through processes that have, the, have it are really tough for them, where it's not that they doubt that God can do X, Y, and Z, is that they're upset as to why it's not going the way that they think. It should be going, um, you know, especially if, you know, and I think this is a very specific niche, especially if, like I said, God is operating in all these other areas. But there's one thing that you've been telling God for the longest, like, Lord, you know, or or God keeps talking to you about, but nothing keeps happening. It's kind of like, why you keep bringing it up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you're not ready to do that in my life, then stop talking about it. Like, stop mm-hmm. bringing it up. You have these conversations with God uh, about it. But what I was saying was that I think that we need to be more um, comfortable with letting people know you're not crazy. And yeah. I think that's something that we speak about a lot on the podcast. The idea of everyone are, everyone is going through a different life, through a different journey, through a different experience um, in this walk and in life in general. But there's a lot of emotions that are the same. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that are very similar to the person next to you, but yeah. that because we don't talk about these things, we keep it to ourselves and it drives us as absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. It really does drive us absolutely crazy because we're like, man, I wish I could talk to somebody about this. Um, but since nobody talks about those things or as a church, you may judge people for feeling a certain type of way. It doesn't create a safe space where people can grow, can learn from each other, can use each other's experiences as, you know, an anchor to like hold on to and be like, Lord, you know, I know so-and-so was feeling this way too, not so long ago, and they had their own journey. And if you did it for them, you could do it for me too. And, you know, like that whole like give and take of sharing experiences is very important in any community, but especially the church community. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times when we say that things aren't addressed or no one is talking about it and, you know, I wonder if, you know, even for instance, this individual, you mm-hmm. know, I wonder if they've tried mm-hmm. to reach out to someone. You know, I wonder if they've tried to bring this up in some way, Mm because I feel like a lot of times we we have this narrative in our mind that the minute we say that we feel angry at God, people are going to say X, Y and Z. Mm -hmm. The minute we expose ourselves and say that we're going through a season of doubt and we're just really upset with what God is doing in our lives, that people are going to think that we're not a true Christian, that we're weak, Mm -hmm. that we're weak minded, that we're not praying enough, that we're not reading our Bible enough, that we're not, you know what I mean? So I wonder if we are actually taking the step to talk about these things with other people, or if we just allow these narratives in our minds that people aren't going to receive it. People aren't going to accept it. Even if it is because no one is talking about it. Mm -hmm. Like I said, you may be the person that opens up to start this conversation and realize, wow, all seven people in my friend group are going through the same thing. (laughs) We've just never spoken about this. And I think it's important. You can pre-fix the conversation. Like if you feel like, you know what, I really need to speak to somebody. I'm going to speak to you about it. You can start that conversation out by saying, I need to talk to you about something and you know, we don't really talk about this thing and I really want you to keep an open mind and just listen to everything. Don't be judgmental. Not that you are, but just it's really important that you receive what I'm about to tell you the right way. 
Like, it's okay to say that to someone when you're nervous about what you're going to talk about because you're not sure if they're going to come at you with the Christian lingo or they're going to come at you like super spiritual and you just need them to be real and raw and grounded with you. It's okay to start that. You know, try to give them an advantage. Like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you out so you can help me out um, in those types of conversations. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. And I think, again, putting that fear to the side, putting what the what are they going to say to the side? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I know that there are so many people who feel the same way. You know what I mean? That they're mad at God. They're angry at God. They're holding in all of these emotions. They're mm-hmm. not talking about it. And if these feelings and emotions go unchecked and they keep growing and they keep growing, mm-hmm. they will seep into every area of your life. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? And if you think it's messed up now, if you think that you're going through it now with God, just wait till you don't cultivate and kind of check all of these feelings and emotions, how they will begin to seep over into every other area of your life. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it'll be that much harder to get to a place with God where you feel like you can even talk to him about it because you feel so messed up or you feel so ashamed or you feel so like guilty of, you know, holding in all these emotions and feelings towards him that now you can't even bring yourself Mm. to talk to him about it, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just one of those things where even if you are feeling those feelings you can start this conversation you know Mm -hmm. go to someone and we say this all the time and it's gonna be uncomfortable and we say this not because we haven't been there you know what i mean yeah so like we get the discomfort we Mm -hmm. get you know the awkwardness and we get the vulnerability that is needed Mm -hmm. in order to even have a conversation like this yeah and i think it's important for you to give grace to the person you're expecting grace from as well and what i mean by that is is that if you're speaking to someone about something and they say something that comes off a way that you don't like or that you feel like isn't the right thing to say, it's okay, once again, to address that in those conversations and to be like, you know what, when you said that before, I knew you were coming from a place of good, but that makes me feel like X, Y, and Z. Especially you if you've never had those type of yes. conversations. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean? it's, a, it's a learning process yeah. for you and whoever else you're having these types of conversations with. So you can't expect that you're going to go and throw this vulnerability bomb on someone yeah. and that they're going to understand how to diffuse it. It's yeah. like they may be grappling as straws themselves also. So if this is a person that you value because you've decided to share this thing with them, then you also need to give them that grace to figure it out with you along the way. Because if at the end of the day if they love you the way that you love them you guys will definitely work it out but if you're there expecting them to have all these answers and don't want them to say the wrong thing and then they say the wrong thing and you get upset it's kind of like it's not always like that sometimes people need a little help also with navigating these conversations especially if you're randomly speaking to them about it so you know but it's important and i think that if you are a person who finds themselves in a situation where you love god uh but you're angry at him for whatever the reason is you know number one you're not alone there's a lot of people that are angry as well number two the most important thing is that you can find someone to speak to but regardless at the end of the day you're gonna have to speak to him about it so and i dare say this because i think Oftentimes, when we are in confrontation with people or Mm -hmm. whatever, we have feelings of anger and bitterness. We want to place the blame on people, Mm -hmm. right? We want kind of like this is the this is what happened. This is Mm -hmm. the reason why this is the reason. Mm -hmm. And I dare to say that it's not God's fault Mm -hmm. and that He's not to blame. Mm -hmm. And again, thinking about whatever issue it is you want to think about, 
you know, that you may feel like, but this is what I was given. This was the family I was given. This is the situation I was brought into. It's not yeah. my, I didn't, do, I didn't do this, right? I didn't apply to that school and then this is what happened there. Like, mm. the, you know, and God, you told me actually to walk through this door and I did, <laughs> right? And mm -hmm. I didn't, so even with all of that, you know what I mean? It's not God's fault and he's not to blame for whatever's going on in your life that you feel is wrong, that you feel is messed up. Because at the end of the day, if you're looking at your situation and you're looking at how bad it is and you're looking at how messed up it is and you're looking at you know what it's caused you and all of these different things, if anything there is not good, then it can't be attached to God. You know? Yes. If anything that comes about in that situation um, is not something like i said if it's bad if it's something that doesn't you know um that it's not in god's character we can't bring that and attach it to him to say that it's god's fault mm. to say that god is to blame is to say that god did something wrong yeah but i i get what you're saying but i think that there are situations where people have been in where they also have to acknowledge it's not their fault so it's right. okay to say it wasn't God's fault, mm -hmm. but then that doesn't then default it as then it's your fault Good. Uh, because yeah. there are people who have been in horrible situations. It wasn't their fault. Whatever mm -hmm. happened to them wasn't their fault. It's all, you know, I think that as Christians, we have to say it wasn't God's fault. Um, but I can see why a person would be like, yeah, but you allowed it. So mm -hmm. that's why my anger is towards you, because if you're, you know, omnipotent and you're the God of all things and you can do all things, then why did you allow that situation to happen? Um, and I can see why people are, are angry and have that anger towards God in those areas. But I do think it's important to note that just because you're saying that it is not God's fault doesn't mean that then we're saying it's your fault. So if you found yourself in that situation, it was your fault. You put your like, no, right. because there are people that have been put in situations out of their control yeah. that have then affected them for the rest of their life that it wasn't right. their fault. And then that's Absolutely. why they're upset with yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think it's important to say that. Yeah. That's a, that's a very important thing um, I agree. as well. So, yeah. So whose fault is it? It's the devil's fault. Stop <laughs> on his head. No, it's not. <laughs> It is. It is, though. Yeah, and that's the thing. It, it you know, and it's the cliche responses and answers yeah. that we don't like yeah, that yeah. even we cringe at, you know, because yes. um, I don't want to say because it, it was cringy, but it's it is, you know, yeah. and it's one of those things where, again, God allows it mm -hmm. and God is sovereign. So there are things that he does that we don't get mm -hmm. and we'll never get maybe. Um, but it's what we do with all of those feelings and emotions, yeah. you know, so you can choose to stay stuck. You can choose to just stay there. Or again, trust him again. Mm -hmm. Have faith in God one more time. Yeah, you know, surrender that whatever that is to him. Yeah. In, um, in faith that it will work itself out in the end. Whether that's yeah. the end here on your physical lifetime, yeah. or once you're gone and you're up there with him, then yeah. he's like, okay, let's let's look back at everything. Mm -hmm. And because I'm expecting that. Whether I'm not saying that's biblical, but I I would like. <laughs> To be like, all right, uh -huh. let's go to June 3rd, uh -huh. 1983. Uh -huh. I want to talk about that day. Let, let's look at what happened yeah. and why that played out the way it happened. You know, there's yeah. some people that really want to do that. There's other people who's like, bump that. Once I'm up there, I forgot about who my cares? old life. Right. Who cares about that situation? Yeah. You know, so yeah. who knows? We'll, we'll yeah. find out when we're there. And also recognizing that people, who cares what people say? 
who cares what people how people view you in this mm-hmm. place of you feeling this way mm-hmm. you know um if you feel like you're being judged if you feel like you know what at the end of the day this is your journey yeah. you know so worrying about other people judging no. you worrying about if other people think you're a true christian or not worrying about no. if what other people are going to say who cares because no. they're not on this journey they're not. they're not in your shoes they don't have the situation that you're going through and ultimately their relationship with god is not your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So the way you talk to him, the way you pray to him, the way you draw close to him is the way you do it. Mm -hmm. And whatever feelings and emotions that you need to process with him, it's you in that situation, you and God on that journey. So if you find that the people around you aren't getting it Mm -hmm. and they're judging you and they're making statements that make you uncomfortable, then maybe you need to not include them in this journey, you know, and know that there will be people mm -hmm. that, will come mm-hmm. that you can include that mm-hmm. will be there to help and support you. But those people who just make you feel worse when you're mm-hmm. going through a season like this, you need to leave them outside. Yeah, no, they're just bystanders or observers. Like you're the main character and they're not even supporting cast. They're just background fillers. Yeah. Um, and it sounds kind of messed up, but sometimes that's just how it is. At the end of the day, you can't give value to someone who's a background filler. Like that person wasn't even supposed to have lines on this episode and you went and engaged them to have lines like no they're supposed to be in the background leave them there focus on yourself as the main character and whoever's part of your main cast that's important you focus on them as well and that's on period (laughs) (laughs) on that note (laughs) no but definitely um you know you can follow us on our social media on facebook on instagram at god life culture Culture, podcast be sure to subscribe to us so you can check out all of our content um and our reels and our youtube shorts and everything that we put up on our social media platforms yeah so thank you once again for tuning into our latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god God life Life Culture. culture until next time see ya bye